everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him through the seasons and the changes that go on in our lives. God remains the same forever from beginning to the end. And today we have on my friend Chrissy Whistler, formerly before she got married. Chrissy McClarty. She's my friend from college at the University of Florida. Go Gators. Go Gators. <laughs> you all, Chrissy has red hair. She is a firecracker for Jesus. And she has a really cool job, which we're going to talk about today. She's the PR manager at the Humane Society of Tampa Bay. So how are you, Chrissy? Well, I am just all shades of red. You talked to me up quite a bit. I am great. Thank you, Ricky, for all the love. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. I love you and your podcasts and everything you do. Um, same to you, friend. Same to you. You are such an awesome cheerleader and it's the feelings are so mutual, which, you know, I love that about you. You've been a friend through many seasons. We've been through a lot together. And so that's why we're going to talk about changes. I felt like God put that word on my heart. And for the person listening, maybe you're going through a change. And the whole goal of this is to remind you that, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, no matter what you're facing, to be strong and courageous and trust Jesus. So, you know, that's it. Boom, we're done. Close down the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was fun. No, no but expand upon that a little bit. I, when I was trying to think about what I was going to say today, I wrote down God is love, trust, and persevere always through the changes. And if you build your house upon that rock, you know, going back to Matthew 7, 24 through 27, just build at your house on that rock and not on sand. And through all the changes, you will persevere. And no matter if they don't seem like what's right for what's happening right then in your life, it doesn't, if it doesn't seem good, God is always love. And it is always the right thing, even if you don't understand. Yes. And you have a testimony to share with us today. God's word says that the enemy will be defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so I know that God has something special on your heart to share with us, knowing that you just shared the word changes. And that's something that God put on my heart before this conversation. So we are so thrilled to hear some of your story Thank you for your time today. So Matthew 7 is what you've brought to us. And I think that's beautiful. Is there anything you'd like to share more with that scripture? I mean, the scripture as it goes, and I'm honestly not one to, you know, have everything quoted out in my head. So I'm reading off paper here, but it says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words and does not do like them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand and the floods will come and they will knock that house down. So honestly, Ricky, after going to the wedding of you and Riley just a couple years ago, and yeah. you did something in your wedding that I then just did in my wedding last really? year, a year ago this weekend, it stuck with me so much. And that is the sand, taking that sand. I had both my families hold vases of sand and pour it into a vase that Alan and I had placed rocks in. And those rocks representing Jesus, representing God and our faith, just because no matter what happens in our life, I know that as long as 
God is the center, we will be like a house built on a rock. And you and Riley did that. And it just, I just loved it so much. So thank you for that. Wow. And God is rocking my world right now. Rocking. <laughs> Sorry. Glory to God. Glory to yes. God. The most amazing husband. So supportive through everything. Um, so to share a little bit about my story. So I have a brain tumor. I don't even know if you need that, Ricky. Wait, it what? Is- Yes. It's benign. I've had it ever since I was two years old. I get it checked every year. It's about the size of a golf ball. It's between my eyeballs and like, it's, it's smack dab in the center of my head, basically touching the optic nerve. So I get it checked every year. They found it by chance. My sister and I were racing to the front door and my sister, we were like two, I was two, she was three. She grabbed the back of my shirt, threw me down because I was beating her to the door. And long story short, they, I was hyperventilated. They got my head checked out. They found this brain tumor. Um, but it hasn't done anything. It hasn't changed. And the reason that I bring it up I I still, God, like glory to God, I'm healthy and it has never changed. And I'm, I still have my eyesight, but I get it checked every single year. And every single year that I get it checked, I think if God gives me one more year on earth, what am I going to do with it? Mm. Um, It's really made me grow up as an intentional person. And I attribute it for the reason that I have a happy, bubbly personality, because you never know when your tomorrow is going to end. You never know. Mm when you're tomorrow here on earth until we go to our forever in heaven. And that kind of brings me to the point that loving people, friends and families, loving your strangers, people that aren't your friends yet, but that you could become friends. And for me, that's what it's all about is loving other people. God is love, loving other people. And I really, um, so as part of my testimony, in 2019, I had been working in the news business for a long time, and um, I was up in Pennsylvania, and I was called to come home to my family in Florida. I'd been, I had met this guy. Fast forward, he became my husband, but I met this guy. We had been yeah. dating for three years, and I told him it was laid on my heart to come home, come back to Florida, and I was like, "Listen, I love you, but I have to go to Florida." he said he wanted to stay together, but he said that he wasn't, as of then, he wasn't planning to move. And I was just like, how is this going to work? And I was just crying, crying. Lo and behold, on the road trip down, he proposed. He had both of our families waiting for us at the end of the road trip. So that was December, 2019. Um, This all comes into play, I promise. So I get married and then COVID hits. So he flies back to Pennsylvania in January, 2020. COVID hits. I don't see him for seven and a half months while we're engaged. Mm -hmm. I'm living with my parents until we can buy a house together and until Alan can come down. We bought the house on FaceTime while he was still in Pennsylvania. So in July, 2020, I had both my mom and my dad, who I'm super close with, my mom, dad, and sister. It's the four of us. And uh, I'm I had both my mom and my dad living close by my sister, just a couple hours away. And my husband, my fiance at the time just moved to Florida. We bought a house 20 minutes from my parents and life was good for three or four months. Life was perfect. We're planning on getting married in a picturesque castle in Ireland with 250 of our closest friends and family, you included. Yes. We were so excited. (laughs) FYI, that that invite is still on our fringe. (laughs) Oh my God. Good. Honestly, I love that. And I'll tell you more just because it's a symbol of how God has other plans and like life changes. It goes back to that change. 
But no matter what, we know God's way is always better, even if we can't understand. So to clue everybody in, um, COVID ruined the 250 person Ireland wedding, but also it was a little bit more than that. So I say life was perfect for three or four months because in October, uh, my mom, she came to me laughing about the way that she was walking. And she was like, isn't this crazy? So this was just this past October. I hope I didn't get my years mixed up here. That was this past October of 2021. So um, it was January, 2021 that Alan proposed. And then just the, and then he moved down in July. And then this past October is when my mom started walking weird and she basically got sick. Um, fast forward, I was working my news job. I did what Ricky and I both studied to do, which was the TV news reporting. And right. I was in that industry and I finally made it back to Tampa, which was always my goal. Um, and, but now I was going to work every day and it was really slime grime crime, which is why I ended up, you know, getting out of it. It's just, it's you broadcasting the 1% worst part about what's happening in our world to yeah. the masses. And that's just not what was on my heart to do anymore. So I decided that that wasn't my goal anymore. But at the time I was still doing this news reporting thing. It was my, my dream job. I was working at, at home uh, here in Pinellas County, Florida, I would go to work. I would go help my dad with my mom's doctor's appointments because slowly she was unable to talk or walk. She, her, her voice and her, all her different mannerisms were starting to get a little bit wonky. So I was going to help him figure out like different doctor's appointments and what could possibly be going on. We had her seeing five different neurologists, all sorts of specialists. He was confused. My mom's always been the glue that held everything together. And she's just the life of the party. She's amazing. My best friend. And she was sick. So I was going there and then I was going home to my fiance, basically to kiss him goodnight and go to sleep and do it all again the next day. Yeah. Um, come January, early January of um, this past year, I, uh, it was about January 20th. And my mom says to my fiance, I went to Disney World today and I tried calling you, but you couldn't come. Like I, I was bummed you didn't answer. Yeah. And we all just looked startled because she had not gone to Disney World that day. So fast forward and we got her into the Mayo Clinic and they said she had a very rare disease called CJD, Crooksfield-Jacobs disease, and that she would slowly be disintegrating until her death and that she had three, maybe four months to live. Um, but it's basically like ALS where it takes away all your functions, walking, talking, and eating, all the things, um, except the one benefit of the CJD, it's a, it attacks the prions, the proteins in your brain and all over your body. Um, one benefit that ALS doesn't have with ALS, your mind stays completely active while your body is deteriorating. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a blessing that with CJD, which is extremely rare, rare 300 people in America get it every year. It's yeah. completely sporadic. They don't know how she got it. It's they ninety percent of the cases are sporadic. One of the cases is mad cow disease, but that hasn't that field of it hasn't been here in America in years. Um, so that's not what she had. They did the testing, and hers was just sporadic, where one day your proteins start turning the wrong way and attack your body. Mm -hmm. So wow. completely rare. Um, but the point of this is, my husband looks at me and he says, "Well." I know your mom's your best friend. Like, looks like we're getting married next week. She needs to be able to enjoy it. And I will love him forever for that. So we threw together a wedding in a week, a 50 person wedding in a barn here in Thanodosassa, Florida. And because of COVID, we couldn't have all 250 people. 
It was the last time that my mom and my, at the time, 98-year-old grandmother saw each other on earth, and they were also best friends. Fast forward, me and my husband and my sister and her husband move in with my mom and dad. For four months, I took off work, which was the news reporting at the time. We move in with my mom and dad and basically call in hospice and just help my mom transition to the spirit world. So we bathed her, fed her. We had to keep changing our tactics because slowly her body was able to work less and less until April of last year when God called her home. And it was the hardest thing that I've ever been through, but also the most fulfilling thing, completely caring for her, this woman that, you know, stood by my side and just did everything. She took care of me from the day I was born, obviously. And just to be able to give that back to her was such a blessing. The last couple months have been tough. Um, you know, losing a parent is is not easy, especially when you're so incredibly close and tight with them. Right. Um, so it's just been a huge change. But through all of this, not understanding why God gave my mom CJD, this crazy weird disease, I know that he is love. I know that my house is built upon that rock and that I trust him and that we will persevere and that we will get through this. Even in my moments where I was curled up on the kitchen floor for three, four hours crying in a ball just because I like didn't think I could go on. I know God will get us through. I know that that this is for the glory of the good and he has better and bigger plans for my mom. I didn't get to keep her here, um, but I know she's doing amazing things up there and I know we will be reunited someday. So yeah, that's a, that's a big part of my story. Yeah. It's so crazy to me that God is bringing people into my life in this season who have lost parents too soon because Mm -hmm. your story is such a testimony to how faithful God is and that he is good. When we feel like, God, why could you do this? Why would you allow this to happen? What are you thinking, God? And you're saying at the end of your testimony, God is good all glory to God. And I'm just thinking about the person listening who also has a hurt or has a loss in their life that they feel this weight on them. They feel this darkness. They feel like they want to curl up in a ball in the kitchen and cry for hours that God is faithful. And that is so hard to hear Chrissy in the middle of pain, in the middle of longing for something But to hear you say God is faithful, he never changes, even though our seasons are changing so quickly, it seems. I mean, even as you're sharing that story, it's like, and then this, and then that, and then this, and then that. I feel like the person listening might be going through something similar where it's like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. What do you recommend the person do who is listening to your story and saying, I feel like that too, like this happened and then this happened and that hurt and I was crying and I don't feel good about it. What is your recommendation to the person listening who feels like, and then this happened? Honestly, feel the pain. I mean, when it comes to these crazy situations or, or feel the happiness, I would just say, feel the moment now for what it is. And even if it's horrible, feel it, but know and trust that it will get better. It will always get better. God has a plan. And I know I always say that our our lives are like a big, beautiful house that God is building. And we just want to see the blueprints. We want to know why he's putting this wall here and why he's laying this floor down over here. 
why he's doing these things in our life that sometimes hurt and we don't like it, we have to trust that he's got this covered. I can't stress that enough. Also, I mean, I am a huge proponent of mental health. If you need to go talk to somebody, whether it be friends or a professional, I mean, these people are amazing that are out there and able to help, um, you know, talk to a professional if that's what's going to get you through. Journal, talk to God through your journal, pray out loud, rely on your friends and, and just be vulnerable. I think the most important thing is tell people that you love and trust or the professional that is helping you just tell them what is going on in your world and, and, and be honest with yourself and with them about how you're feeling and, and just know that God will get you through. And it does take taking a leap of faith to talk about your situation, to make that appointment with the counselor, to text a friend, say, Hey, can I call you? I really need to talk or just Mm -hmm. calling someone. I don't know. However you do it, you know, to reach out to someone. And the one thing I do want to say is because, you know, Chrissy and I have both lost parents to pray through that, pray through that pain and seek God through that pain. And he wants to hear about it. He wants to hear from you. He sees you. He gave you the breath that you have today. He made everything around you, like even the trees. You know, I tell my kids, like, God made the sun, God made the moon. <laughs> and they just I like, love that. they're like, love wow, that. we don't even understand. This guy sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But just like seek him through it. Look up. Don't look at your situation. Look up, seek God and do the next right thing. As Emily P. Freeman says, she's an author and podcaster. But the one thing you said about going to see a counselor and I work in healthcare with 65 year olds and people who are on Medicare. And I think we should, I think we could just go there real quick with the whole mental health, if that's okay, Chrissy. Absolutely. So when we talk about mental health, I just want to tell you from my testimony and maybe Chrissy, you can relate to this, but to make that appointment is hard. So my grandmother tells me, don't do the online thing. Don't do the online counselor. And I did try that and it was fine. And you know, there's no harm in it, but my grandmother recommended seeing someone face-to-face in person, which was good advice for me. So I'm going to extend that to you as well. Yes, you can talk to a counselor online and there are many places where you can do that. However, if you can meet someone face-to-face you know, I recommend a Christian counselor because what they're going to do is point you to Jesus. They're going to filter that through the lens of the Bible, through scripture, because the Bible says that we're going to go through hard times. You know, it's just, how do we handle those hard times? And I think your advice about feeling the pain, feeling the happiness is so good. Is there anything you'd like to add on with seeing a professional for counseling? The the first one that you try might not be the one for you, that you might have to try a couple before you click with somebody. I don't want to say it's like dating, but it kind of is like you just have to find somebody that you jive with and your recommendation for finding a Christian counselor couldn't be more on point because at the end of the day, pointing to Jesus and having faith through it all is everything. Right. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share with that? Um, no, I would, I would say one thing when it comes to however people connect with Jesus, you can lean into that. There's no right or wrong way for me. It's really through music. 
And Ricky, pointing back at you, sister, this is thanks to you because <laughs> seven, eight years ago, you sent me the Mandisa song, Overcomer. I was having a tough day and you sent me that song. And by golly, I listened to it a hundred times and cried in the car. And that was really my introduction to Christian music. Really? And now, yes, it was all you, Ricky. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> I'm telling you, when the Holy Spirit puts a spark in me to send it to someone, he'll he'll usually, I'm just, you know, in the past, this is what I feel like he's done. He'll put someone's name on my heart, like send it to this person. And you think, you know, this is going to annoy them. They're like, come on, really? You're sending me a song? Like I have to take five minutes of my life and and listen, but wow, this is encouraging. Go God. We go God all the way. And for me, he works a lot through music. I just want to mention a few songs that I'm obsessed with that have really gotten me through a lot of my dark days and just a lot of, you know, when you're looking for faith and times of changes, of course, that Mandisa Overcomer song, a song that was played at your wedding, Ricky Oceans by Hillsong yes. United. Love Such a, song. I think you walked down the aisle to that song. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look Up Child by Lauren Daigle. That yes. Will Be Done by Hillary Scott and the Scott family. I Can Only Imagine. And The Hurt and Healer by Mercy Me. Mary, Did You Know by Pentatonics, And finally, Beautiful Day by Amy Grace. If you look up any of those songs, I promise you'll be happier for it. They're amazing songs where Jesus works through them. Yes, The Hurt and Healer sounds interesting. I don't know if I've heard that one. Mm. I've heard the other ones. Yeah, it is so relatable for basically just talking about how when you are in pain, the healer is going to help you. And it goes back to this change when changes are happening and you don't understand why he is always right there with you and he is always watching and you are never alone. Is that by Mercy Me? Yes. I relate to that guy so much. It's so weird. His lyrics, I'm like, is this guy just reading my journal and then making music about it? Right? <laughs> it's amazing. I'm right there with you. Okay. So the Mercy Me guy, I think Riley and I saw a movie about him. It was really good. I think Yay. it was I Can Only Imagine. I think that's what it was Yay. called. Yes, I watched that too. He did. He just went on about how how he came about that song. And he went through a lot of change. He went through a lot of hardship in his life. But it comes down to, I can only imagine that day that we get called home. And that's the other change. All these changes, I know they seem like the biggest deal in the world right now. And things like losing a parent or a child or somebody that you love. Like, yes, those are huge changes. But at the end of the day, you have to remember we're going home to eternity. Mm-hmm. We're going home. And and these changes that seem like everything on earth right now, he, he, he's got your back at the end of the day. And, and we will all be home together someday. Yeah. One of the lyrics in his song, I Can Only Imagine, this is by Mercy Me. And it's talking about, you know, I can only imagine when your face is before me, I can only imagine surrounded by your glory what will my heart feel? And there are a couple other questions. And for you listening, I want to read this song and I want to ask you these questions. So like answer it out loud in your car or answer it in your head, whatever you're good with. But I want to, is that okay, Chrissy, if I ask these questions? I love this. Okay. Yes. Yes. Like, thank you God for this song and using mercy me to deliver it. You know, what encouragement. So it says, surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? So this is talking about being in heaven. You know, when we've passed on from death to life, we get eternal life with Jesus as a believer in King Jesus. 
surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance before you, Jesus, or in awe of you be still? Will I stand in your presence or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. Ugh, I love that so much. Uh, I don't know what I'll do. What are you going to do? <laughs> right? <laughs> God only knows. Probably cry. I'm a big crier. <laughs> you will know. probably cry. You're so sweet. Because <laughs> you have such a tender heart. You probably will you cry. Do? I feel what like I can like, see you. <laughs> what would you do, Ricky girl? I would like put my hands up and be like, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> That's what my husband would probably say that I would say at the pearly gates. Oh yeah. She's probably going to say she was right. <laughs> That's amazing. Because I, love that so much. I was talking to someone about this the other day. I think I was getting a facial and we were talking about this, the lady who was doing my face, which is hilarious, but we were amazing. saying we would rather go through this life confidently and boldly talking about Jesus, doing stuff boldly in our faith, like doing a podcast or working in a job and being like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. Then be ashamed of the gospel and live life with no purpose or meaning. You know, we do it for Jesus. Everything we do is because of Jesus. He came to this world to show us how to live and how to love and to be different, to be a servant, you know, and he is our King and I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. I think I just want, I think I just love Jesus and love you as a sister and a friend and that you're also following the same God. And I love you for that, Chrissy. You're awesome. I, I love you. you. are amazing right back at you. General admiration society over here. I know, right? Teamwork. <laughs> I wanted to add one little thing about change. Um, since that was kind is kind of what we're just talking all about. And one more little story I wanted to add in, and I promise it'll be quick, but when my mom got diagnosed and we were standing there and the doctor said, go home and get hospice. Like she is dying, actively dying. Like she, it will just deteriorate by the moment pretty much. Um, we walk outside and it is, we're in Rochester and it was snowing. It was it's freezing out. Like I swear five degrees and there was a huge Christmas tree and my mom loves Christmas and there's this huge Christmas tree. It's so cold out. We stop in front of this Christmas tree, just all completely feeling deflated and depleted. And we're like, you know, our mom is dying. Like, where do we even go? What do we do? Like, what do you do when you get that news? And I said, let's take a family picture. Let's make the most of every moment we have left. So there's this one guy, he's the only soul out there. He's running because it's so cold outside with his hands in his pocket. And I was like, sir, he's this young guy, sir, can you grab a picture for us? And he said, sure. So he takes the picture and then of our, of our family standing in front of this Christmas tree, which would be one of our last pictures. And he said, can I pray for you guys? Can I pray with you? Are you comfortable with that? And we were like, yes, absolutely. So he prays. And then we were like, we love your, after he prayed and we were just so thankful. He just prayed out of nowhere. We said, we love your Irish scarf. He had a little plaid scarf on and my mom is about as Irish as they come. And we're like, she went to Notre Dame because that's where my mom went to school. And he said, I went to Notre Dame. And we were like, well, that's amazing. What a coincidence. And he was like, look, I'm even a, a priest. He, sh he undoes his jacket, his layers of jacket, and he has on his garb and he has, uh, he has on his priest collar. Um, he was a priest and he said, can you guys, we kind of told him my mom's story. We said, you know, she's 
dying from CJD and she's not going to be able to walk or talk soon. But he said, meet me in the church across the street tomorrow. So we go meet him there. His parents are there because we find out later that his dad is sick. And, um, but his parents were still in good enough shape to come meet us at the church as well. So it's our family and him. And he gives my mom her final confession in this church. And we are all crying because he, it was just such a beautiful moment. And uh, he, I just remember that he said, uh, we were pr- praying out loud and, and crying. And he said, Kathy, Jesus is showing me your heart. Kathy's my mom's name. Kathy, Jesus is showing me your heart. And it is a bloomed bouquet of roses. It is just a bunch of roses that are bloomed and he is ready for you. Jesus is calling you home. He is ready for you. And my mom, the amazing thing about her, when she could talk and knew she was dying, she said she was never scared. She didn't want to leave us. She hated to leave us so soon, but she was never scared. She was so sure where she was going. Um, and fast forward to the week later, since we had to plan our wedding in a week, Red roses everywhere. Red roses were the theme of the wedding to represent my mom and her heart that she was ready to go. And uh, yeah, so the point of this story is really just look for the good. Even in times of trouble, you just got to look for those signs and let people help you. Let people pray with you. Let people, you know, love on you, which can sometimes be hard to do. Yeah. And there is something I want to share with that about the heart. Because the last night my dad had, I talked to him on the phone. And, you know, it's like the middle of the night and the nurse and my mom was just like, you know, you you need to talk to him now. And my aunt, you know, he's probably not going to make it another day. And, you know, he might have hours or to live. And the verse I prayed is from Psalms. And it says, and I pray this for whoever's listening, create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Another word for steadfast is right. So I'm going to say that again. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. And I just want to leave the listener with that today to pray that and to know that God can make you new and God can make it right. And he wants your heart, you know, he wants you. And it's all about him in our world of changes and distractions and seasons changing. God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Is there a Bible verse you wanted to share with us? I know we're wrapping up. Is there another Bible verse you'd like to share with us that's helping you in this season? I think really the best one that I always have a million hearts around is first Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or symbol. Just Love, 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 love everyone around you at the end of the day. Yes, yes, yes. Like that is how people in this world are going to know that we follow Jesus because of how we love. And we are going to love everyone. It doesn't matter what they do or what they've done. We're going to love them like 1 Corinthians 13 because that's what Jesus did. You know, when this world wants to throw stones at someone, we're not. You know, wow, Chrissy <laughs> McClarty. I mean, Whistler. I love you. <laughs> I love you. This has been a good conversation. Thank you for seeking Jesus and then telling us what he's shown you. Thank you for having me on. How can we connect with you? How do we get in touch with Chrissy? <laughs> My Instagram is Chrissy Ann Marie, Chrissy, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y underscore Ann, A-N-N-E underscore Marie, M-A-R-I-E. And it's a big sunflower is my profile picture. 
Yes. And you are private. So if somebody wants to reach out to you, message me, yes, just message me and say, you heard me on the podcast and I'd love to connect. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love you. And I'll link your Instagram to the description of this podcast. Cause you know, we know it's kind of hard <laughs> to remember that if you're like driving or on a run, like keep going, don't stop. <laughs> don't quit. You got this for the glory of the Lord. You know? <laughs> so, Amazing. Thank you, Chrissy, for your time. I know you need to get back to work. So thank you for your time. At the end of every podcast, we always pray Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest.